Hey, y'all. I am so excited to share this interview with Elisa Keaton today. But before I do, I just have one quick announcement. If you get our emails, you know that we are looking for one marketing intern to help us out with social media and email marketing over the next few summer months. The total commitment would be about five hours a week for eight weeks. And we would love to have those applications in by May 31st. (laughs) If you or someone you know is interested, please shoot us an email at support at joyfulhealth.co and we will get those details right over. Okay. And now just a quick note about Elisa. She has been such an incredible inspiration in my own life from getting to experience her Revelation Wellness Instructor Training Retreat in Phoenix, Arizona years ago, and literally literally getting to see Healing Prayer at work was so transformative for me. Um, I got to work with her on the Heir to the Crown devotional, and now I get to share the message about her upcoming book, The Body Revelation. So I also got a chance to read an advanced copy, and the message of this book is so in line with what we talk about in Joyful Health too. So if you're looking for a summer book study, um, hers comes out June 13th. And um, don't forget about my seven-week aligned devotional. I know that I am currently gathering a group of women in my church to walk through it this summer together because in the summer months, they can feel I can feel disconnected from people. But this is a way to help me stay in the Word and in community over the next few months. I know we won't be able to make every single meeting, but at least I know that that's there <laughs> just in case. Um, you can get the book and the video series at joyfulhealth.co slash aligned. All right, now on to the episode. Hey friends, welcome to the Joyful Health Show. I'm Aubrey, registered dietitian. And I'm Casey, a personal trainer. And together we're here to help you discover joyful health by grace. Hello, Joyful Health friends. Welcome to the show. Um, So in this season of the podcast, we are getting aligned. We are returning to God's perfect peace in an anxious world and various topics relating to our health. Today, I get to interview Elisa Keaton, founder of Revelation Wellness, on getting aligned with God's heart for our health choices when we are in pain, um, based off of her upcoming book, The Body Revelation. Welcome, Elisa. Hey, C. I'm so excited to be here. Do you know you're my very first uh, interview about the book? Oh, so exciting. This whole season, you crack it open. Here we go. My Amen. Let's back in the saddle. Let's do this. Yeah, let's we see the confetti coming down. I know. I should have one. <laughs> I, I actually have one right over there in my closet. I you do. <laughs> you know I do. I travel <laughs> with it. Travel with my confetti. Come on. <laughs> um, okay, so if y'all don't know Elisa, um, for some reason, she's amazing. She is a wholehearted pursuer of God's love and heart, mind, soul, and strength. She's a fitness professional. She has been for over 30 years. She's the founder of Revelation Wellness, which I am an instructor of as well. Um, It's a nonprofit ministry that uses physical and mental health practices to spread the gospel by inviting participants to become integrated and whole beings 
through biblical teachings, through online events, productions, in-person retreat experiences, they will change your life. Um, Elisa is the author of The Wellness Revelation and Heir to the Crown and hosts the popular Revelation Wellness podcast with over 7 million downloads. That number seven is important. Um, Elisa lives in Phoenix um, with her husband, Simon, and they have two children, Jack and Sophia. As a family, they are on mission to change the world with the kind and courageous love of God. Okay, Elisa, you talk a lot about getting free, staying free, setting others free. How does this message of the body revelation fit in and support that message? Gosh, it's it's a continuation of the conversation that the Lord began with me when the ministry started. Like 2011 Mm -hmm. is when we started. But actually, I felt called to this way back in the early 2000s. There had to be more to the health journey that I was I was on with with my um with people my clients trying to help them gain their goals and mm-hmm. um or you know be satisfied in what they were looking for and it just wasn't happening so I wrote the first book the wellness revelation felt like a concrete like a shift of hey here's how we can look at food here's how can we look at our body here's how we can look at um our relationship with others like it just felt like a let's open the conversation about health and redefine fitness and what it could mm-hmm. be. So I felt like the wellness revelation was a nice starter place. And it was a great book. It's still one of the, a, a very useful book for our minister or ministry instructors around the world. But I noticed that after that book, there was still people that struggled and they loved the Lord. Like I felt like, Hey, I'm going to bring this message and people love the Lord and then chains are going to fall off. They're going to be free. Yes. Mm-hmm. And still people struggled. And I thought, okay, what what's going on here? And Casey, I was struggling. Uh-huh. I was, I knew all the things to do. I was reading the word and having a, a shift in my mind, but there were still parts of me that didn't feel free. I didn't feel fully integrated and like knowing who I wanted to be as a person, but couldn't live it out. So I went on my own journey, like, what is this? There's more to this. Yes, I understood my body's for God. I understood a healthy relationship with food, but I wanted the more. And then not mm. that's what it took me on the journey to find out that my pain that I lived through, through my life, all my life stacked up over time was not just an emotional thing or spiritual thing. It was a biological. It affected my ability to think and feel and choose and once I got that that uh, understanding of this is a neuro- neurological uh, condition of how I think, I tend to think in fight, flight, freeze, even though I can know faith. Mm-hmm. I have these habits that I just do with my mind. And this was back, this, you know, I started this journey about seven or eight years ago, really going, okay, there's more to this. It isn't just physical. There's something in my 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 brain, my the way I think. And if you've noticed over the last seven years or eight years, more popular conversation in the church around the mind has happened. And like, mm-hmm. you know, um, what's her name? Um, Dr. Caroline Leaf talks in the mm-hmm. church. And so I think we've gotten on board with that, but I think we haven't realized, turn that conversation of how our stress, our anxiety, the fears that we have lived through and continue to carry in mm-hmm. us affect how we think, feel, and choose. And we can recondition that by using our body, by coming with our body, not just with our minds, but what our body is feeling and how we are engaging in the healing process. So I went on that journey and then I realized, oh, this is a message for most people because it's my assumption, uh, Casey. Nobody comes to Jesus 
because life is going great. Mm. Like most people come because they need a savior. What do they need a savior from? Saviors, I'm sinking. I am dying. I have got to reach out for something more. And no matter how big or small that is, that has affected you in some way. And the majority of people, even Jesus says in Luke chapter two, when the Pharisees come to the disciples and say, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus says, well, he overhears them and says that it's not the uh, the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Mm. I've came for the sinners and not the righteous. So our story that we live pre-Jesus, whatever that would be, uh, and some of you are even born into it. You've known Jesus all your life, but still you've you've lived through hard times. You've lived through bullying, shaming, um, rejection, isolation, loneliness. We've all had these vulnerabilities in us that if we haven't really come to the Lord with them and learn how to regulate ourselves with our emotions without despising our emotions, then we won't know how to fully come with our mm. whole self to Jesus and be made whole. So I think this is the bigger journey for the entire church. I just yeah. feel like the church itself, the body of Christ is hurting. Mm. She's beautiful. She's a she's going to be a beautiful bride. God's coming back for a beautiful bride. But right now she's hurting. We've lived through COVID. Everyone listening right now has lived through some measure of trauma or adversity because of the last two or three years. We're not mm. the same people anymore. And then you compile that with technology ongoing information. We have too much information. You now learn more in one day than someone did a hundred years ago in their whole life. Like if you read the, the New York Times today, front to back, you will have more information than someone who lived in the late 1800s had for their whole life. You have more access to information. It's too much. And so people can be like, well, I, I had a great upbringing. I knew Jesus and I still struggle mm. with my body. It's because there's all this input, all this trouble in the world that is trying to dis disintegrate us. Mm -hmm. So I wrote this book. I was a long on-ramp to just say, there's more to it. It has nothing to do with what our body looks like, but what our body, what are we able to do with our body? Can we think, feel, and choose the way God designed us? And that is a training. That's what I hope the book can do is help people get practices to understand that you are on a cycle of living through tr trouble, trouble, John 16, 33. In this world, you will have trouble, mm -hmm. but how to take heart. And that's mm -hmm. why the book walks them through six stages. Okay. Yeah. So I wrote down a few very quotable quotes. There's a lot of great things you have to say, but in chapter four, you say, whether you seek physical, emotional, or mental change, if you want to be in sync with the most significant transforming force in the world, get in step with God's desires. Um, so what is God's heart towards our relationship with health and how does knowing his desires change us connect us with him. Yeah, that chapter four is the first stage of the book. There's six stages of the book and kind of starts with our survival stage. I think mm. all of us are just surviving. We have to honor that, that hey, nothing wrong. Praise God. He's wired us to survive. He wants you to live. He wants you to, you know, keep breathing, keep taking another step. But he did make us to become new creations. Mm. And so in that survival phase, I'm really dropping the pin on desires. We've all desired things that have failed us. Mm -hmm. We've all desired things of this world. We're born into this world. We're born into the flesh. 
So you don't like born ethereal, all of a sudden connected to the Lord. You grow to know the Lord and love him. He calls you to himself. So we've desired whatever it was, friendships that would not fail us, um, a body that would be strong and able. Like, come on, if you're in PE class in second or third grade, you want to be the first Mm. in the race. You don't want to be the last one. Right. There's just this this desire to be the best and and not be left behind. Mm-hmm. Those desires aren't bad. I say that in the book. Desires aren't bad, but we misplace them. Yeah. We misappropriate them. And that leads to sin and then sin, idolatry, and it all hurts us. And so God's desire has always been just to be with us. He just wants us. Mm-hmm. And I think if we look at our youth, for me. I know I desired things. Let's say as a child, everyone, you desired something, you desired the cookie and you couldn't have it. And depending on the environment you were raised in, if it was a kind one, compassionate one, where you could have a fit and be three years old and have your emotion and feel it and then regulate and be regulated by someone else, by someone big and in charge who could be calm with you and regulate, then you feel safe. And then your emotions and everything in your body, you can stay whole. Mm. But for me, my mom was very on edge, very Mm. broken. Uh, And so I had to tiptoe on glass or eggshells my whole life. So my emotions became dangerous. And I, with my desires, just started shifting them towards other things where Mm. I could have a desire and then realize, okay, this this hurts, but I'm safe. I'm loved. I'm cared for. That's what God wants for us to go. Mm. Hey, I'm not, he's not offended by your desires. You just want to be honest about what you desire and turn towards him where there is love and safety and belonging and a destiny and a call on your life. And like, it's going to be great. Yes, in this world, it is, it's hard, mm. but take heart. I have something better for you. So that that to me is this desire if people understand the desire of God is even better than that the things of this world that we desire would grow strangely dim. And mm-hmm. we know that we can desire God and his desire for us is so deep. He burns for us. Paul yeah. says in Ephesians, uh, is it chapter two or three, um, that he prays that we would know that we would have the strength to comprehend together with all the saints, the breadth, the length, the height, the depth of love that God has for us. Mm -hmm. And it's a love that surpasses our understanding. Like you can't even understand it. You have to experience this love. You have to know that it's better than anything else you could desire in this world. So wouldn't that change everything, Pacey? If people knew you are the beloved, there's nothing you can do to gain any more than what you already have in him. And you're safe. That would change our relationship with people, with food, with our body. It changes everything. Hmm. Yeah. And you say too, you talk about tension a lot and how tension is different from pain and being able to notice that difference, which was new to me that you pointed out how Adam and Eve are called to subdue and have dominion over the world before sin. And so that I'm, I'm wrestling with a little bit and in a good way. But you say that peace is not the absence of conflict, tension or discomfort, but an awareness that the father's always near. Jesus could stay calm because he was mindful. His mind was full of the Father's thoughts and words. And you talked a little bit about some of those stages that you go through in the book. And so, and how also we, (laughs) when we 
nobody comes to Jesus because they're feeling great. So for the person who's feeling that, like, uh, that not just like tension, but pain, um, that's scary to confront, um, what would you say to that person? How can you perhaps walk them a little bit through um, what you go into more depth in, in your book of those stages of what to do with that pain? Yeah, well, the first thing is, Praise God that you can recognize that you have it. Like, I think that's a first step is, again, in a survival, if you just stay surviving, you will blame everyone else for your pain mm. or you will make yourself the problem of all pain. So you will get big or get really small. And some people just do that for their whole life. And then they feel pain and then they look for a reason. Oh, it must be their fault or, oh, I'm the problem. Mm. And so there's this get big, get small Um you know, explode or collapse thing that happens in survival. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people do that for a lot of their life. I really do. I think it's, it'll get you through life. As my friend Brian says, you can be saved and not free. Mm-hmm. You can totally be saved and survive this life, but not really free. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say the first thing is this ability to, to recognize that you do have pain. And this is what we really teach in the book. The real meat of the book comes to that center place of where you get to choose between, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go in God's direction. I'm going to, I'm going to take this pain with God, or I'm going to just continue to recycle my pain and transfer it on to other people and, you know, just survive. When you turn to God with whatever's hurting you, there's a humility, there's a, there's let down, there's a, a surrender of it, of course, but you're not also forgetting the pain. You're actually bringing it to him to say, mm-hmm. this hurts me. And and I'm also a really big fan on getting really honest about your anger. If you're anger at God, if you're disappointed in God, whatever it is, like his lap is big enough for mm-hmm. all that hurt. He's God. He knows. He already knows what you think you can't say or feel or mm-hmm. experience with him. So expressing that's a big part of the book is really that hinge part of, am I going to express this emotion with God? And the book gives some practices for doing that clearly. Mm-hmm. But I think not being ashamed of the pain, um, being really honest about it, that was the turning point for me. I was so hurt by God. There was a moment that began my journey of like, what's wrong with me? Why do I, I know what's right to do and I can't do it. I know what's right to think and I, I can't live it. I feel like a fraud. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until the Lord just said, really for just, just come and be with me. Just let me love you. Let me hold you. You don't have to study me. You don't have to do more of anything with me. You're serving in the church or all your leadership stuff. Put it aside. Just be with me. Mm-hmm. And that began to rewire something in me of safety. Mm-hmm. I truly believe with pain, if you feel pain, and if you don't feel safe, you're not going to do anything new. Yeah. You're not you're just going to you're just going to keep perpetuating it. But until you feel safety, real safety, that that changes things. Safety is the first place of any beginning of of starting something new is to know that you're safe. Why else do we have homeless shelters or if battered women are unsafe? We need to just get them safe. Mm-hmm. Once we know safety, and then belonging and love, then we can start to walk out into a new direction. So I would I encourage a person to just begin to process and take that pain in with the Lord. And like I said, with the book, you'll have actual practices to sit through these chapters, each chapter, each stage, or each chapter of each stage. 
practicing, okay, here's where we are in this journey. So I know, because sometimes it can seem kind of nebulous. Well, what do I do? Should I write these down in a journal? You know, where I think people just need a beginning and a movement all the way through. And that's what I feel the book does. So um, I think the beginning place is just to know that you have it. Stop blaming. Stop blaming yourself. Stop blaming others. There is a new way to go with it. And as you learned in the book, Casey, pain is an emotional charge, energy in motion. Pain Mm -hmm. is real. Pain isn't tension. I just talk about that. We've got to get real comfortable with tension, but there is real pain, like loss of a loved one, your child or dreams and hopes. That hurts. That's a Mm -hmm. loss. That's painful. Um, To me, tension is more about okay, this is hard. I don't like it, but I can, I can breathe. I can hold under the weight of this. It's not going to kill me. It's not going to crush me. Um, And I think we've got to get really better at that in the church with tension, you know, Mm -hmm. differences in opinion. We kind of don't know how to do that. Like, it's okay if someone thinks differently than me, we cannot agree and still love. That's a big one. Like this isn't a deal breaker. You know, if if they, you tell me Christ isn't Lord, okay, that could be a deal breaker. We don't see things the same anymore, but I'm still going to love you. Yeah, I'm called to love all of you. So tension can happen in that opposition place. But pain is when you're crushed, that you know that there's a safe place to take it. And then from that safety place, we can rebuild out and walk out of that pit of despair and pain. Yeah, I love the picture of tension and thinking about our own bodies. Like if, you know, if we move our chin two inches in front of our spine, our spine is going to feel that tension, which says, hey, come back, (laughs) like come back into alignment. Um, So tension being the cue to come back, like the Lord saying, come back to me. Um, So being able to yeah, that pain does feel scary to think about confronting. But if Jesus said, hey, all who are weary, heavy laden, heavy laden with pain too, um, come come to me. I will give you rest. And he makes good on his promises every time. Um, and I also really love how you have, like you said, you have those practices at the end of each chapter, but there are um, so I don't know if, if y'all are familiar with the Revelation Wellness podcast and Elisa walks you through, literally, you can go outside and walk and she talks through scripture um, and we really can, I mean, I know this personally um, of taking in and meeting with the Lord in a more intimate way when I'm moving or just being still of just being integrated and being aware of starting out with breathing that makes me aware, um, being able to be aligned to my body. Um, and then feeling those places where I am tense and what needs to come back to center and then being able to move. So, um, yeah, what, um, is your, what is your ultimate hope for this book for others? Ooh, my ultimate hope is that they get free. Like you said, how does this book with get free, stay free? And set others free. I mean, setting others free is like, that'd be amazing. But let's first get our own selves free. And it is to get free from the bonds of pain. Mm-hmm. I, C.S. Lewis says that pain is um, like a megaphone, right? Like it'll, mm-hmm. it'll yell at you. Like you'll hear it loud and clear. And that's okay because that is the clarion call 
come home to your father. Mm-hmm. This book really, we referenced the prodigal son or I referenced the prodigal son yeah. on his kind of his journey of desires away from the father's house. You know, he was always raised with the father, but still he thought something more might be outside these, this, this place. And the fact that he returns and comes to himself, that there is this getting free, like really to get free from the things we've made it about. So the body revelation, which is the title of the book, is really for people to understand, it's never been about the thing you've made it. Mm. It's, it's never been about the weight. It's never really been about, do I have good, clean eating habits? You know, even all the things we can do to prop up our mental health or how well we are in mind, body, soul, and spirit. It's all great, but it's all secondary. That's all mm. secondary. It's like my heart is so met by God all the time. There's nothing that I can't bring him at no time. He's always available to me all the time. That would bring a body revelation to every person that said, oh, I'm always in communion with him. He's in me. That's the other beauty. Like this God says, I'm gonna be in you. We're not just gonna hang out side to side. I'm gonna be so in you that I understand God is with me. God abides, God remains with me. I don't always remain with him because I I get distracted and I, I have other weird fleshly desires and this world is noisy. Okay. But he still calls me back to myself. So the person with a body revelation understands God is here. I have some things that I get upset and hurt about. I've been hurt. I hurt others. There's stuff that rumbles around in me. These desires within me that causes quarrels among me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I can sink in with the Lord in a tangible way. That's why all the practices are in the book. So you understand this isn't just information to read. You have to actually practice some of these mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. so that the the Holy Spirit becomes a living and active being inside of you and you have friendship with him all day long. So you can stand in the eye of a storm and not get rocked. You mm-hmm. can get the email and not fall out. You can get the diagnosis, feel it, but realize... I'm going to talk to my father about this. I'm going to focus on faith. This is the body revelation is all really based on getting people to understand you live from heaven to earth. You are a citizen of king of the kingdom. So when the world tries to tell you you're fat, you're ugly, you're old, you're, you're too, too much, too little, whatever, doesn't matter. You don't belong to this world anymore. You belong to the kingdom of God mm-hmm. where he, your body gets to be any shape or size you want it to be as long as your heart looks like God's. That's what he's going after, your heart, your soul, your desires. So that would be the the goal of this book is people throw off diet culture forever. They embrace their body as this is a fantastic, how kind of God Mm -hmm. to want to live here with me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What amazing things could we do today? What, What thoughts could we be thinking? But that takes practice. And that's the other thing. The body revelation really gets people you practice these things. Yeah, all of life is practice. It's not a one and done. You yeah. don't get the goal and it's over. Like you're going to do this and practice this out and live this for the rest of your life as long as you have a body and are breathing. Yeah. Amen. Well, I was just um, telling you earlier that I did one of the practices. Um, I just kind of read over the questions of taking your thoughts captive. So, um, you know, for the person who's like, ah, I do have pain. I do need to figure out how to practice it but I feel like this is going to be a long journey. <laughs> How do I live my life still while, while processing the pain? Like I want to get rid of it now is the, is the feeling that I have. 
um, so that I can move on, you know? Um, but you know, so to be able to notice that and to be able to take our thoughts captive, but you said another thing too, in the book of not only to take them captive, but to take them to court. And so it's like, we can be aware of our pain, but if, but if we're not doing something <laughs> with it and we're just keeping it in a holding cell, then it's like, that's when I feel overwhelmed. It's like, I, I have to, and I have to also have a familiar practice to go to because when your brain is in survival mode, you go to what's familiar. So if we make these practices more familiar by doing them, we're, we're creating that pathway. So it's easy to go to, um, when we are in times of like, ah, I feel panicky. I don't know what to do with this, but by practicing that of going to God, then that'll become second nature. And we'll know when we feel that tension, that pain, um, where to come back to. That's right. That's so good. Yeah. I, I so want to just back that up exactly Casey, where, you know, we have the pain. Okay. Let me take it to him. Well, then what? And it is, if we can take behind that pain, there are some thoughts, right? We have an accuser of a brethren, the enemy. He is the father of lies. He, there's no truth in him. Yeah. And truth is what sets us free. Truth is what mm -hmm. keeps you in a body revelation. That's yours. Look at me. I'm a free man. I'm a free woman. My body is good and don't subscribe to the patterns in, in conformity of this world but lies will come. And so lies, that's why there's a chapter on telling yourself the truth. We have to learn how not to just, uh, I mean, say what's true. Yes. But if it's not really resonating, like, okay, I keep saying that, but I'm not really living it out. You mm -hmm. got to put that thought on trial. Where did you come from? What were you designing? Like you got to just do a little inventory. So when we take it to the Lord, the pain, the hurt, the frozen, I'm scared. I'm in fight, fight, freeze. I think this is going to end up terribly, right? My gosh, having kids, how many times have I been like, oh, they're choosing things that I don't agree with, God. I'm fear, fear, fear. Okay, bring it to the Lord. And then, yeah, I run it through. Mm -hmm. what, what, what are the questions? Put that thing on trial to find mm -hmm. out where the liar is. God's trustworthy. And and I've I've learned that these type of practices eradicate don't don't just like eradicate it because i'm a christian and i claim it no like he actually meets me in it and loves the hell out of me every time loves the lie out of me loves the fear out of me and i can yeah. breathe and and worship again yeah i'm breathing now just a sigh of relief and that and i feel like i you have taught like the revelation wellness family to exhale when we pray <laughs> and so that just that practice of okay, I'm feeling the relief, connecting that with prayer. I'm connecting me needing relief and going to God and feeling the relief of, you know, um, I think Ann Voskamp says that an exhale, um, exhale is like the soul's peace. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. yeah. So, and, 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 from a biological standpoint, too, because if I could say that's really the message of the book is telling you, you know, pain and the, the trauma and, and troubles you've lived through haven't just affected you spiritually, but biologically, it changes the organization and structure of your brain. If you have ongoing stress, ongoing doomsday thinking, anxiety, depression, the more you think in those patterns, the more it literally damages the brain and you can reorganize it and you can yep. heal it. You can, yep. you can literally be an architect with the Holy Spirit to re-architect your brain, to re-architect your life, to re-architect your immune system. You can literally build up or tear down. Jesus, yeah, God yeah. says, I said before you, life, death, you want to build, you want to tear. What do you want to do today? 
I want to build up God. And so when we do that, part of the biological shift, um, I, always, I want to hope people that can learn that your body is a great tool. It's talking to you. It's actually one of the quickest resources you can grab onto is your body. Mm-hmm. When you're spiraling in an emotional, whatever it is, afraid, your body has this intrinsic inherently designed to pull you back into peace. Mm-hmm. So when you take a deep breath, everyone let's inhale. Exhale. We shifted right there. It is proven, research scientifically proven. Every time you exhale, you shift into the parasympathetic mode, mm-hmm. which pulls you out of the fight, flight, freeze, which allows you to have a higher thought, which increases and upregulates your immune system and decreases inflammation. Like it, it just, God's really simple. We've just made him very difficult and we're so busy reaching for other things. When our breath is a cornerstone of rebuilding mm-hmm. something. Yeah. And I think too, um, we're almost out of time, but I did this exercise with my daughter of, of demonstrating a man who built his house upon a rock. And so we had this little toy and we put one of the toys on the pillows and then one of the toys on just uh, a table surface. And we demonstrated like what, when the rains come and when trouble comes, you know, like you're rocking the pillow, the toy is rocking around everywhere. But you're, when you're rocking the table, the toy isn't moving but the verse is from Luke um, 6 and he says the one who hears his words and does them is a man who when building his house digs his foundation deeply upon the rock so it's not just the one who has the words but who hears and does and so that is what we can stand upon so um, yeah Okay, Elisa, tell us um, where we can find your book. This um, this episode comes out just like a week before your book. So where can, yes, <laughs> where we'll be able to find your book. <laughs> you can get it at uh, thebodyrevelationbook.com. We'll take you right there, thebodyrevelationbook.com. Or if you just go to revelationwellness.org or elisakeaton.com or anywhere books are sold, you'll find The Body Revelation. But we do have a bunch of pre-orders so if this is a week before, you guys can still get some really awesome and fun pre-order bonuses if you uh, pre-order the book now. So I would say, yeah, go to thebodyrevelationbook.com. It's probably going to get you right there to that landing page. Wonderful. Okay, Elisa, can you pray for us before we go? I would love that. Yeah. Thank you. All right, everyone. Do take a breath. Inhale. And exhale. Jesus, we need you. We do need you. You have made us for your own and for yourself, God, and we are grateful. Thank you for calling us by name that we we recognize you. You have pursued us. The fact that we can hear you and respond to you with our pain, with our hurt, with our joys is a grace. So we thank you, God. I thank you for each listener here and how they want a whole life. They want a full life, God. They want a well life. And that wellness is found in you, God, in Mm -hmm. worshiping you and not the things of this world, God. We thank you that you so loved the world that you gave. 
And you so love, God, we want to be the soul lovers of this world like you did, Jesus, but that we would not get caught in the things that this world desires for us to have, Lord, that we would desire you on earth as you are in heaven. Mm-hmm. Lord, bring a revelation of your love into each person listening. God, I pray that they truly would have a swell, a ground swell, a tsunami of whatever needs to come up is going to come up because you are moving in in greater ways. Holy Spirit, in the last days, you'll pour out all your spirit on all flesh. So we're asking for a, a, an indwelling and then a, an impartation of your Holy Spirit that moves out all fear, chases out all darkness, And shuts down the lies of the enemy, God. Mm -hmm. Your body, given for this body, our bodies, so that we could be whole and healed and make heaven seen. So may each person's body here today, Lord, from here forward, be the way that heaven makes itself seen. Mm -hmm. And there's no shape or size definition to that. Mm -hmm. Give them a body revelation of who you are and your love for them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, You're friends. So welcome. Thank you. Get, go ahead and get her book. Um, until next time, may you rest in his grace and follow the joy. Hey, thanks so much for listening. A very special thank you to all our podcast guests, along with Dwayne Goldbeck for podcast editing and Maddox Schuler for writing and recording our podcast music. 